What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Perfectly Blended Podcast, Season 4, Episode 26. Today, we're going to talk about the three ways to pray for your marriage, and that's coming up right now. Thank you so much for joining us on the Perfectly Blended Podcast. This podcast is for blended families, for couples that want to strengthen their marriage and want a brighter future. Perfectly Blended exists to break the stigma of divorce, drop the shame and guilt holding you back, and equip marriages to thrive instead of just survive. We believe all that is possible in this life is based on the power of Jesus Christ and his ability to restore us fully. Let's dive in. Welcome to today's show. Now, if you've been on the last couple weeks, you know that we've had some technical difficulties. We're praying that it's fixed this week. We don't know, but we do have a backup plan just in case it fails. So do not go far if it gets disconnected again, sad face. And I told Josh I'm giving it this week and next week. And if it doesn't work next week, we're not paying for it anymore. That's it. We're going to go to where the software company is and we're going to blow their building up. Hey, I should tag them in this post, whatever the whatever the name is. When <laughs> we I, should when I when we post it. We should. I feel bad even saying the name of the company. So we won't, right? We're not going to do that because we don't know. We don't know. I'll what's, tag them in it though. Let's go. <laughs> but we'll tag them in it. <laughs> if you can tell, Christy's voice has a, a nice little undertone of maybe a nasally, uh, maybe congested style. Why don't you tell everybody what's going on, my love? It's actually way better than it was, <laughs> like way better. But I have COVID, so. It's I she thought she was unbeatable. I really did. She thought she was the one person on the planet really that did. could not get it. I really did. <laughs> Only because everybody in my house has had it like in the past and I didn't get it. And I've been around a bunch of people that have had it and I've never gotten it. So I really thought I was like the one person that was immune but i sound way better so she does <laughs> last thursday does. and friday i had a really bad headache and what i felt like was the start of a sore throat and i immediately started taking emergency but i had the headache all day thursday all night long all into friday and i was testing myself because i work in healthcare, so we have rapid tests so i was testing testing myself and it was negative negative and um Saturday morning, uh, we I was up at 3.30 in the morning for reasons that we'll discuss later. <laughs> yes. I wasn't able to sleep, and so I tested myself at 3.30 in the morning on Saturday, and it came back positive. So I have been home because the CDC guidelines are now you only have to be home for five days, so quarantine for five days. So Saturday, Sunday, Ooh. Monday. What is today? Tuesday. Duh, today we're doing Tuesday. the podcast. Yeah. So I'm home for I'm home tomorrow yet too. I just hope that I feel better. <laughs> I start at nighttime feeling worse and in the morning I feel worse. Around midday I end Pretty up normal. feeling a little bit better. I get fatigued really fast, but yeah. I don't think this is the OG COVID. This is the Omicron one cuz it's mainly just my head. Yeah, and head and I chest. Have body aches. Yeah. I had a low grade fever for a couple of days. Yeah, you did. You're definitely on the rebound though because yeah. You've been better, felt better, done more today than you've done since. That's because I took a nap. Yeah. Well, you took a nap the other day, too. Yeah, but I took a nap late in the day the other day. Today, I took an early nap. Look at her. She has, like, all the rhymes and the reasons why. I do. I do. So, we are also very tired, and we have a very specific reason why we're tired today. So, we want to show you, and if you're listening to this, we're really sorry. You need to go to our Facebook page, 
and uh, facebook.com forward slash the perfectly blended. If you go there, you can see what I'm about to show everybody else right here. Boom. Welcome to the family. That is our new little baby. Stella Lynn. She is a French bulldog, Frenchie. And she is blue. Her color is called blue in the Frenchie world, but she's gray. She has some white on her. And um, she's absolutely adorable. Stella Lynn. And um, she's so cute. I call her Stella Bella. (laughs) Or we call her Sweet Pea. She's just, she's absolutely so gorgeous. And um, she's the sweetest demeanor. She has the sweetest face. And... She is, uh, she's just absolutely adorable. <laughs> you cannot get enough of her, but that's why we have not. So on top of me being sick now, I, you can't sleep because it's like a newborn baby. I'm like, this is really bad timing. Yeah. Because we can't just, you know, let her do a free for all and just pee and poop all over the house. So we've had to basically section off our house in certain sections. Christy being ill, you know, she's been sleeping on our bed. I've been sleeping on the couch. And uh, Christy really wanted the baby sleeping with her. So, you know, she has a special little blanket. Christy bought her and she loves, she flipping loves this blanket. Okay. It's amazing. And so Christy kind of curls her up in it and lets her sleep with her. And, you know, so she's been sleeping with Christy. But the thing is, is last few nights she's been sleeping with her. It's not that she wants to get up, Mm -hmm. but she wrestles around a little bit. And Christy's like, cause she's only eight, she's eight weeks old today. Mm -hmm. And so she's afraid she's going to fall off the bed or she's going to wander off. And so, you know, she's constantly waking up here and there uh, throughout the night. Yeah. Cause she resituates herself a lot. She doesn't just lay down and sleep. She moves around a lot and resituates herself a lot. And I literally like, will be like, (gasps) and then look to see, make sure she's not trying to wander off the bed or anything like that so it's hard to get some sleep with her but it's because he watches her a lot during the day if i need to take a nap or just because i'm like over it usually during the day usually in the morning she get like this morning she got up brought her out and then she she went back into bed yeah so i got up and i ended up taking her to take our youngest to school and so stuff like that but the bottom picture you can see is christy's famous coke zero vanilla (laughs) Um, we are using that as barricades right now because she still has like 30 cases of it left and so we're she only weighs to, five pounds. Yep, five point seven pounds. We got her took her in today to get her looked at. So anyway, so that's what's going on in the uh, the Grochi's life as of right now. So she's we got a lot going on. Gorgeous. Yeah, she, she, just, she is she's absolutely so beautiful. She's got some like uh, brindle color in her that's going to come through probably when she gets a little bit older. Kind of a fawn color, uh, a brindle that's underneath her blue coat. Yeah, blue gray coat, whatever. Anyway, blue eyes. Hopefully they stay. She's absolutely gorgeous. You're welcome. She, they pictures. probably they probably won't stay from everything that I'm reading. A lot, all the Frenchies are born with blue blue color eyes, but they're super cute. We're I'm just glad. <laughs> I'm just glad that we got so many pictures of her. So we want to thank <laughs> you so much for being here today on this episode. Three ways to pray for your marriage. You know something. One thing that's super crazy about our marriages, especially if you're a believer is we all can agree that the most important thing to do for a marriage is prayer. And the funny thing is, it's the very last thing that gets added in into into marriage. And it's the truth. So, But we feel that there's three special ways. There's three specific ways, really, that you should be praying for your marriage. So that's what today's episode is going to be all about. Are you ready to dive in? Yeah, and this was my idea. This Oh, and this was Christy's idea. Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure we give credit where it's due. Okay. So don't be taking her ideas. Okay. I know I wouldn't. So we'll make sure not to do that. Okay. So the very first thing, right? The very first thing is you want to make sure that you pray specifically 
for your marriage. You pray specifically for your marriage. So when you're like having your daily prayer time, you know, with God, it is so easy to get caught up in praying, you know, for other people and praying for the church and praying for all these things that you know for people that are in your life that maybe need help, praying for your kids, you know, praying for all these things. But then it's actually actually easy to forget to pray for your marriage, to pray to, mm. you know, have the bond between you become stronger, put God at the center of your marriage, you know, and have him say, you know, please guide us or correct us if we're not putting you at the center of our marriage. And what does that mean? Putting God at the center of your marriage means that you're trying to abide by the biblical principles that God has set forth for your marriage. Yeah. The man is the leader of the home and the man is to re um, love the wife like Christ loved the church and the woman is to respect her husband and things like that. So if you praying for your marriage and putting God at the center of your marriage is actually like looking up in the Bible of how God wants your marriage to be and trying your, you know, to, to honor that, to honor that and go into that direction. And a lot of people don't get that. They're like, Oh yeah, we, I put God at the center of my marriage. How, you know, how do you do that? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm curious to know, like, how really do you do that? If, do you just say it? If you're just saying it, it doesn't count. So, yeah, I think it is a hard thing. So like, if you know, a lot of times in marriages, if you've been married for any period of time, more than likely, if you're part of the Glenna family, you've been married a few times. <laughs> and so, you know, that, uh, it isn't always easy, right? It's not always, uh, you know, walk in a park and sunshine and rainbows. It's not those things. So the thing is, is just like Christy said, when things are difficult, how are you handling those difficult times? Yeah. Are you still honoring God through that? Are you still saying, you know what, God? Uh, you know, I'm mad right now and upset and my spouse isn't acting in accordance to what you should say they are. But are you praying for your marriage and saying, God, give me the strength to still continue to, to treat your word accordingly the way that you're telling me that I should do my behalf. And I think that's a real hard thing in marriage, you know, because a lot of times it's, we want to make things fair. You know, we can all joke that, you know, the adage is, you know, all marriage is 50-50. Well, everybody knows better than that. Everyone knows now that marriage is 100 in 100, right? So we all know that. But are we really doing that? Do we really know what that looks like? Are we really modeling what God's telling us? And so are we praying in our prayers for our marriage just like that? Are we doing that personally? God, give me the strength right now in this season to make sure that I'm still carrying out the way that Christy needs uh, from me. I know maybe she's not doing it and everything that the way that should be done, but that's here nor there because there was plenty of times in our marriage that I'm not doing the right things. And so the the whole point and purpose of it is, is that we should be praying for God uh, to give us those strengths and uh, help us with the wisdom in those moments. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think it's hard though, spe specifically in marriage because marriage is complex. It involves children. It involves, especially in blended families, it involves uh, trust issues. It has all these things. And, and if we're not specifically ourselves praying for God to bless our marriage and concentrate the way that we talk to God about our marriage, we're really missing the beat to where the real power lies and that's in God's hands. So the very first thing to pray for in your marriage is pray specifically yourself for your marriage. For your marriage, yeah. Yeah. Number two, number two is pray specifically for your spouse, for your spouse. Yes. So I think actually me personally, I think Josh does a better job at this than I do. 
I think he meant, and the only reason I think that is because he mentions to me more on a regular basis about like, Hey, I prayed for you. Hey, I prayed for you. Hey, I prayed for you. And I pray for him. I just don't think I'm as good at praying for him as much as he is praying for me. I would say that I'm probably better at praying for our marriage than he is. Well, I think specifically though, I think that's more of a strength of mine. You have many more strengths in other areas. That just happens to be a strength of mine. I need more prayer. Let's just put it that way. So it's uh, Lordy, Lordy. <laughs> that's, <Okay>. true. <laughs> it's true. And that's why God gave, you know, designed him to be my spouse because, you know, we balance each other out and he knows the things I need, but you need to be praying for your spouse, praying that, you know, that they honor God with their lives, pray that, you know, gives them strength, wisdom, discernment, um, have them be corrected. Like I, I pray a lot for conviction. I personally like to be convicted right away. Like the more in tune that I am with Jesus, the more I've really learned to appreciate when I'm being convicted, corrected about something. Mm -hmm. And I am quick to say thank you to the Holy spirit for that when I'm doing something and he's like, Hey, And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Like, you're right. I should, you know, and the more that you're open to that and you want your spouse to be that way too. And I'm not saying that Josh isn't that way. I'm very much so good at that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But we are humans. I mean, if you've read the Bible at all, you sit and you say like, Israel's so stupid. Like, I can't (laughs) believe they wandered in the desert for that long and they forgot that quickly. We are that stupid. We forget. How quickly? I mean, I have to sit. That's why they say to journal. That's why you have to sit and remind yourself everything that God has done in your life because we get so caught up in the now and say, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? And he's already done enough. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. That's enough. I mean, if we're going to be honest. So, but you really want to pray for your spouse to be convicted, but be open to the correction and to be quick to make the correction. And really uh, my biggest thing is for him to be a Christ follower, you know, and, and none of us are perfect at it. So the more that we can align ourselves with God while we're here on earth, that's something that we're constantly striving to do. The more that you can pray for your spouse about that to God, the more it'll give, you know, the more power it will give them. We do have the Holy Spirit living inside us. And I think we forget that, that the power of life and death, you mm. know, is within the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. So kind of a sideways shot to this whole, this whole point, right? Oh, here we pray, go. Pray specifically for your spouse. No, okay. Now I know it's not biblical. Okay. I get <gasps> it. Right. I get it. But if you ever seen the movie, Bruce Almighty. In that movie, okay, Jennifer Aniston, halfway through the movie, right? So he's, you know, doing, messing up, doing whatever. And uh, she basically dumps him, right? When she shows in a specific scene where she's praying really hard, but she's praying for him, right? And I think there's so much power in that. Like, she wasn't saying, you know, make him the man that I want. She's not saying all these things in a selfish sense. She was saying it like... I want him to be happy with yeah. himself. Like yeah. she was literally praying a prayer for him. And I, I, I think of that now, the whole movie is just fun to watch, right? I mean, it's, it's non-biblical, but it's still fun to watch. But the point being is that I, I think there's so much power in like, we need to understand that when we pray for our spouse, is it, it isn't to pray for them in a way that benefits us. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, there isn't things that will benefit us, but 
if that's our intent, then we're really missing the, this point specifically, right? This point is pray for your spouse, not pray for yourself, for your spouse to be in accordance with the way that you want them. Right. And there's a huge difference in that. Like, I want Christy, and I've told her this quite often because I want her to believe it in her heart. Like, don't change. Continue always being you. Like, I love you and you only. I don't, if something changes in your life and you change in your life, I love you no matter what. Like, I always want you to be who you are. And that's kind of the prayer we want to think of when we're praying for our spouse. Not just when we're upset with them. Not just when they're not doing yeah. things we want them to do, mm -hmm. but honest to goodness, like we're really praying for our spouses, uh, for their well-being, for their wisdom in their life, for God to lead them in the way that is best for them. And and sometimes we, we miss the boat on that. That's hard to do. We do. And I think that's a good, I'm glad that you brought that up though, because I do think it's important to pray for your spouse. Like I, when I do pray for you, I do pray. I want you to be happy with who you are, where you are in our life, yep. where you are in our life. Sure. And, you know, know that God has you right where he wants you and all of those things. Pray for peace, wisdom, and for you to be content, you know, whether or not the, your spouse mm -hmm. is content, it only takes a split second sometimes for something in your life to go array and oh, us yeah. as humans, we, we forget all about it. And yeah. if your spouse, your best friend, if you're not praying for one another, who is? Yep. You know, like yep. you guys really need to be praying for you, for each other, for the marriage. It's it's very, very important to do so. Yeah. And ask other people to pray for your marriage. Like I, all yeah, the there's no shame in that. Yeah. All the time. You know, if people are like, do you have any prayer requests? Pray, pray for my marriage. Not that my marriage is bad. It's I think, not. I think that's part of the problem is people think that. You need to pray for each other's marriages. Pray for my marriage. Pray for it. Pray, pray, pray. Because I, I don't want to be ashamed to ask for the prayers do nothing but help. You know, in my marriage, my life is only as good as what God is going to allow it to be good. And I want mm -hmm. to stay humble and remember that yep. I can do nothing apart from him. I don't want to do anything apart from him. So it's, it's definitely pray for your spouse. Ask others to pray for your spouse, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of times we, people are afraid to ask other people to pray for their marriage because of, you know, we're afraid that we don't want people to think there's something wrong, right? Yeah. We don't, there's nothing wrong. Like, all marriage is hard, okay? Like, it's not, there's nobody's like, it's not rainbow shooting from everybody. I had somebody super it's close difficult. to me in my life try to hurt me by spreading rumors when they got mad at me. This is completely out of left field. Someone super close, a family member got mad at me for a personal reason and then started spreading rumors. I have no idea how it came about in their head to start telling people, you need to pray for Christy and Josh. You need to pray for their marriage. And when I heard that, I was like, sure. Pray for our marriage. Please and thank you. I, I don't know what you're I, trying. It worked though. I think people did. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to like get people to think is wrong in my marriage by you being upset with me but sure pray for like <laughs> we'll get more it. like pray we'll take it like that is not offensive to me at all yeah. like pray for my marriage please yeah, yeah, you funny. know yeah that's a good point all right so the third thing right the third thing third way that you should pray for your marriage is the one that we personally suck at okay we need to get better at it and we believe that a lot of people do as well okay that to... was my thing that i was gonna say well i didn't know you were gonna... you ready yeah, to say it? i talked about it before okay we... wait everybody forget what i just said Okay. The third thing is pray together. 
And we suck at it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we do. We do it sometimes. We don't do it as much as what we should, though, by far. Yeah, we do it. We should do it rarely. daily. We do it together over food. That's pretty much when we pray together. I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, we don't pray together enough. Mm -hmm. Like we'll pray if we're like in life group and we're with other people and Josh leads us in prayer. We pray over our food together, things like that. But we used to be way better. Like when we had more things going on, I think when Josh actually was more of a new believer. I think he craved that more, to be honest. And I think he he started, you know, he would say, let's pray or let's pray, let's pray. So I think he craved it more. And so I'm really, I haven't helped take the lead on that or anything. You haven't like, been praying for me to, for that. That's why we haven't done that. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so It's her fault. But we don't pray together enough. And the thing about it is, is let, let's just be honest, okay? In your marriage, let's be honest with this right now is that instead of sitting down right now and me being like, oh my gosh, we like are such bad Christians because we don't pray together and we want to witness to other couples and we want to be an example to other couples and we don't even pray together enough. Instead of that, we're we're never going to be perfect. I need you to know that that's watching and I need you to understand that Josh and I are fully aware that we are not perfect people. We're not going to sit here and say, oh my gosh, we don't do check, 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 check enough. So we suck. That's not true. You have to look at the places that there's gaps or there's compromises within your relationship. And when you're in yourself, you need to recognize them. You need to openly talk about them. And then you need to make a plan to say, okay, look, we're going to at least pray together once a week to get in that habit. So every Sunday afternoon or every Saturday afternoon, you and I are going to pray together. And then it builds from there. But you develop a plan. You don't sit and beat yourself up about it because I can tell you something right now. You're you're not perfect. You're never going to be perfect. No. You just have to strive to be better than where you were yesterday. Yep. And Josh mm-hmm. and I are like, hey, we don't pray together enough. Okay, well, let's make sure that we start praying together. And that's not enough. You can't just say, well, let's make sure we start praying together. When is that going to happen? Well, there's no real plan there. You have to make a plan. And yeah. for me to say, oh, we're going to start praying together every day. That's dumb because we don't <laughs> pray together at all right now. So for me to say, oh, we're going to pray together every day, we're not. We won't. We would fail. So you have to start out with a plan that's reasonable and where you can get better at to make a plan for improvement, but not have the expectation of perfection because that's not, we wouldn't need Jesus. We wouldn't need Jesus if that was the case. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, like a devotional is great for people to, to get maybe in the habit of praying together because devotion, your phone gives you reminders. Maybe that's an idea. Maybe that's something that like, we got a, like the love dare book, didn't we? Yeah. A while ago we won it because, um, we, um, for church video, because you were making homemade donuts. It was like four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. It's, we started it. We did start it. We did. And that's going to tell you how long we prayed together. It was about four years ago, but the whole thing that's awesome about praying together though, is it's a different level of intimacy, you yeah. know, and you need to have that type of intimacy. Like we have sexual intimacy, right? We have physical intimacy, hugging, kissing, caring for each other, laying on each other, you know, like when we're watching movies and things like that. Except we for have, lately because I have COVID. <laughs> right. We have yeah, none of the above has been happening lately. Okay. We ha- also have, you know, emotional, right? Intimacy, but but we need to have spiritual intimacy. We need to have that. And if you're not sharing that with your spouse, we're really missing a substance. And like Christy said, that's something that she and I need to get better at doing. 
these are suggestions not just for you guys. These are for us too. Like these are things that we know that all marriages need, including ours. And so, you know, this is just a deeper level of intimacy. And all of our all of marriages go through seasons in life, you know? And so these are just things that we know that work and other couples that's been married much longer than us do it and have a lot of success with it. And God wants us to. You know, marriage is the greatest relationship on the planet. I mean, on planet Earth, it's the strongest, greatest relationship you can have. We were watching a TikTok today with Craig Rochelle from oh, yeah. Life, what, Life.Church, I think. And he was talking about, you know, he goes, I know this is probably going to upset some of you people. You know, he goes, but your marriage needs to come before your kids. And it's like, nobody wants to hear that, right? And especially in a blended family, it's like big swallow in your throat, right? The, the, the women are all like, I'm not putting no man in front of my kids. And we have to understand the way that God wants us to honor him is if we honor the marriage the way God wants us to, the family will grow because of that. Mm -hmm. And talk about like going back a little bit, like Josh just said, you know, your seasons in your marriage change. It's just so funny because our daughter was over the other day and um, she's pregnant. They're having their first baby in May. And it was so cute because she's like, you know, I listen to you and dad's podcast. It's Josh's daughter, my stepdaughter. Uh, one of the podcasts that we did a few weeks ago and she said, it's so nice. And they're newly married, right? And they're young. And she's like, it's so nice to listen to you guys' podcast sometimes. And you guys are saying you should be doing this, this, this in your relationship. And she's like, and we can check the box that we're doing all of those things. And that's just an example of how seasons change. Because when you're young in a new marriage, you're looking for all the things you're doing right to get like affirmation, right? Like, yep. You're on the right track. Do, do, do. Yeah. But when you're a seasoned couple like us, I, when she said that, I didn't say this to her, but when she said that, my instant thought was, I don't want that. I want something that challenges me and shows me things that we're not doing to help deepen our relationship farther than what it is. Mm -hmm. I don't need somebody saying, oh, yep, 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 we are doing all these things. I want somebody to come out and say, are you doing this, 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 and this? And me be like, I'm not. And I want to start because I want my relationship to, to deepen. Yep. And it just, that is, that's just an example of how seasons change in your marriage. Don't, you have to get, it's like baby Christians, you know, in, in the Bible, they're saying you, um, you should be off the milk now and should be on to meat. And that is how your marriage should be. When you first get together, it's a baby marriage. You should be focusing on the surface things, the, the, daily things that you know that you have to do yeah. to keep your marriage right. That's milk. But at the longer you're together, you have to deepen that. You have to get, you have to get down to the meat. You have to get down to the things after day in and day out being together over a decade. Marriages can become monotonous. Your children can weigh on you. You have to get to know them things that deepen your relationships so you have deep, deep roots. Mm -hmm. And that's how you start. You start when you're a baby marriage. You start with being able to say, yep, we're doing this, this, this. So then you you're getting the habit of that. You're good. Mm -hmm. And then you start looking for the things that you can take to another level. Yeah, I agree. And that's one of those things for us, right? And this is like the season is to deepen our intimacy, is to make sure that we're praying together. Like that is just something mm -hmm. that her and I don't do. And we do a lot of other things well, and we just don't do that well. So mm -hmm. how can we take this to the next level? I love that you said that because 
if we're not looking for reasons to grow, then we are shrinking. Mm -hmm. it, it's just the truth of it in all facets of our whole life. We talk about it. Chris and I talk about this all the time. We talk about, you know, how can blended families get better? How can marriages be stronger? How can people have a better relationship with Jesus? And it all boils down to one thing. How are you working on yourself and wanting and, and desiring to grow in all facets of your life? Mm -hmm. You know, you have to want the, and have the desire to have a better relationship with Jesus. He's not going to do all the work for you. And that's the truth. My marriage is not is only as good as what I'm willing to put into it. Mm -hmm. My relationships with my friends, the people that I have at church relationships, all of everything, my relationship with myself is only worth as much as I'm willing to put into it. And so, you know, how much are we? Are we willing to take things like this and put them into practice and say, hey, I'm not saying I'm good at all these things. Even if I am good, how can I become great then? How can we push ourselves to right. grow to the next level? You know, we want to take our faith, our family, and our future to the next level. Like, what are we doing? Are we too busy telling everybody that we're just good at what we do at everything? Mm -hmm. And and that's a sad way. That's a bad way to get into a place of complacency, which ultimately leads to just complete destruction. It is, and that that's where it comes down to our like self growth. Or where are you looking for things to challenge you? To, challenge you, yeah. to be like, I love it when I'm listening to like a leadership book or, or a marriage podcast or things like that. And it bring, I love it. And it brings up a perspective that I've never thought of or puts an analogy that I've never heard to put something into a different perspective for me. I absolutely love it because I feel like it breaks down another uh, wall. Mm -hmm. And it is truly like Josh said, we're shrinking. I do feel like we're, we're like sponges. Okay. And the Bible in uh, reading books and all of those things, it helps keep our sponge growing, you know, and soaking up, soaking up, soaking mm -hmm. up. If you stop watering it and putting those things in, it starts to dry up and shrivel and it'll eventually break apart. And you don't want that. Like you have to envision it being moist. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, you have to keep, you have to, he hates that word. You have to keep watering it though. You have to keep watering it so that it stays, you know, malleable. Is that the word? Sure. You know, like, <laughs> so it doesn't start to shrivel up and die. That's the sound of most. So it doesn't have to shrivel up and die. Yes, I agree. So the three ways to pray for your marriage as a way of review. Number one, pray specifically for your marriage. You specifically pray excuse me, for your marriage. Number two, pray specifically for your spouse to benefit your spouse. How can you pray specifically for your spouse as an individual? And then three, make sure you pray together. Hey, we all struggled somewhere with one of these three. Let's just work together and let's just get better. So don't forget to pray for yourself. Yeah. You do need to pray for yourself that God, Number four, pray for yep, yourself. that God does soften your heart, keeps you with an open mind. Um, when it comes to, you know, the day in and the day out things and that you always look upon your spouse with fresh eyes and keep you of upstanding character and things like that. You don't, you cannot forget to do that as well. Yeah. So if you ha are on and you're uh, listening to the, the, the audio version, we just ask that if you could, maybe you can go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. An honest review is what we're looking for. And we'd really appreciate that. We want to thank everybody for being here. Our tech worked this week. It's a blessing. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I want to thank everybody for being here. We'll be here next week at 7. Bye.